Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello to you today. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jan L. Burt. So thankful that you're joining me today for this episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show. You know, the focus on the show is, as I often say, getting the promises of God into the people of God. And really what I mean by that is that, you know, what we think, you know, if we have the word of God in our minds, what we think, oh man, that determines the direction of our life. And so if we're thinking about something at work, say, or a family situation, and then we can immediately have a secondary thought that comes in and kind of overflows into the rest of the thought. And if that thought is God's word, man, do you know how beautiful it is when we can take God's word and literally think it in a way that it changes the way we're thinking about a certain situation or a relationship struggle, our finances, whatever it might be. So if we've got the word of God in our minds, oh man, it changes the way we think. And if it changes the way we think, it changes the way we live our lives. That's important. That matters. And you know, Jesus said that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, if I have the word of God in my heart, the words I speak are going to be based on the word of God out of that overflow. So that's kind of a a summarization of, of why I say that little saying, getting the promises of God into the people of God, because I really do think that's where they belong. It matters. What you think matters, what you say matters, and what God has to say to you and about you from the Bible. Oh, man, does that ever matter. So today we're going to look at an Old Testament verse from the book of Isaiah, the great Old Testament prophet Isaiah. There's so much in Isaiah. So we're going to look at just one verse. You know, it's incredible to me that I can just keep reading my Bible day after day and keep coming across verse after verse that impacts me, that changes my life, that challenges me, that matures me as a disciple of, of, of Jesus, that gives me kind of a different kind of insight into the world in which I live. And that uh, impacts the way that I pray, quite frankly, because when I pray based on what I read in God's word, I pray a lot differently than when I pray based on just what I see in the world around me, circumstances and situations. So one verse from the Bible can have an incredible impact. So today, when I share with you about this verse from the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 30, verse 21, I want you to be thinking about that truth, that the exact words in the Bible The exact words that I'm going to read to you from this verse, maybe, just maybe, God has something really great for you from his word, from this one verse today. Maybe, just maybe, this one verse is your verse today. Maybe, just maybe, it could change the way you think, which can change the way you live. You're listening to the Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, part of the Spark Network, now playing in the Edify app. This is episode number 134. All right, Isaiah 30, verse 21. I'm going to read it, 
and then I'm just going to talk about it, just like I always do, and I might even pray a little bit at the end. We'll see. Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And one of the versions um, says, your ears will hear. Whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Okay. And the, and the King James, of course, says, this is the way, walk ye in it. I like that. God is completely aware, like fully, totally aware that you've got decisions that you have to make in your daily life. Like every day, day by day, stuff has to be decided. And sometimes, you know, a decision is coming. You know, there's a decision looming. You know, maybe you don't even know exactly what's coming around the corner, but you've just got this sense of like, yeah, I'm going to have something is going to come up and I'm going to have to make decisions. And if you've lived very long, as in if you are a, a grown up, you know, like you've even to the point of let, let's think if you are college age or above, you know what I mean when I say there are going to be decisions that you have to make that prior to that, you didn't really have to make those in the same way on your own. You had parents, you had other people to help you with those things, and then you get to college age and beyond. It's like, oh, I got to make decisions. God knows you have decisions you have to make. He knows. It's so comforting to me to remind myself that God knows. He knows. He knows this is hard for me. I don't want to make the wrong decision. It's hard for me when I'm up against something and I really become nervous that I am going to make the wrong decision. This for me happens in the small things of life and the big things of life. It You're probably not that different. It's probably pretty similar for you. Take comfort in the knowledge, the assurance that this verse gives, that God is fully aware that you have decisions that you have got to make. Some of those are on a timeline. He knows that. He knows that. And so sometimes, you know, we need help with the decision and we get concerned. Is God going to show up in a timely manner because this is pressing? Uh, I believe he will because this verse promises it. It doesn't say there's no like addendum. It says, well, you know, except when it's uh, really pressing and really important that you have God, you know, give you a response immediately or, you know, then he's not, then you can't count on this. It doesn't say that. There's no extra information in parentheses that just in case or except when it doesn't say that it has that word will in this verse w-i-l-l your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it you know if he has help for you in those decisions and he does then i want to encourage you to bank on that in your prayer time. And what I mean by that is like, if you really believe that he has help for you, if you believe that this verse, Isaiah 30, 21 is true, then I want you to pray like it's true. God, I've got this decision today. I need help. I'm not totally sure which of these two options to choose. Would you help me? Would you speak to me on this? Lord, I don't know exactly how to parent my children at this stage of life, it could be as simple as they're having a regular argument about something um, all the way up to they're adults and they don't get along. You know, you just, you name it. It could be anything, right? I'm not sure how to pray for them. I'm not, I'm not sure. You, did you know that, that God can show you that even? How do you want me to pray for them, Lord? Because I need, I need to know, do I pray like this or like that? Which thing do I pray over my children or my grandchildren, my, my employer, my coworkers, how do you want me to, what do you want me to do? 
he knows if you should go left or if you should go right. He really does. Isn't that comforting to know? So if we, if we really, really do believe that God has help that he can give us in our day-to-day life, and particularly in our decision-making, then we want to pray and ask him, invite him into that decision, seek him for his wisdom and his help, his counsel, like, which way do I walk? That way? Excellent. Thank you, Lord. This verse promises you and me some really key things here. You know, as always, when we find a promise in the Bible, we need to make a conscious decision to believe that promise. Okay, like we've got a promise here. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will, there's your promise, will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. We need to decide that we just believe this promise and not in that broad overarching way. Like, oh yeah, that's true. Is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. You can believe that. And at the same time, not believe that it's true for you. I'm here to remind you today. It is true for you. It is absolutely true for you. It's true for you right here and right now. It will never be more true and it will never be less true. This promise is for you. So make that decision consciously, like, like level up in your in your belief, if you will, you know, because uh, look, you do yourself a huge disservice when you kind of wishy-washy and whether or not you believe God's promises are true for you. You are leveled up and armored up when you know that you know that you know that they are for you right now, not for later and not just for the past, but for right now. And you also kind of deal a bit of a of a, a death blow to Satan and his access into your life. You have, you have not just shut a door, you have like cemented, bricked and cemented up that door so that he doesn't have that access point anymore. It's really important that you make a conscious decision to believe this promise. Do that whenever you find any promise in the word of God. Just believe it. Just believe it. Don't argue your way out of it. Don't make excuses as to why it's, it's mostly true but not true for you. Don't get in the habit of being a questioning believer because that's an oxymoron if I've ever heard one. Are you a believer who believes? Are you a questioning believer who, huh, doesn't really believe? You know, you get the difference? A questioning believer? Well, what do you believe then? You question everything. That's not belief. That's questioning. Okay, so choose to believe. Your level of belief is actually... You know, it's pretty important. It's really important. If you want to level up in life, your level of belief is important. And, you know, I'm not talking about just like getting a raise. Those are great. I want that promotion. Okay, that's a blessing. Sure. You know, it's, it, that's, I'm not just talking about that kind of stuff. This is about leveling up so that you're, oh, how do I want to, you know, so you're really nasty and um, surgical enemy Satan. I'm going to say it like that. He's surgical and he's nasty. He's not a nice guy and he's not happenstance, flippant, quesarasara. He is surgical in his attacks on your life. He's your enemy. You level up so that he cannot take you for a ride to the degree that he wants to. And then you open your Bible tomorrow and you read it and you believe it, and you spend time in prayer, and you have leveled up again. Every single day you can level up so that he doesn't get to take you for a ride the way that he wants to. He's surgical. You be shrewd. Jesus said to be wise and shrewd, right? He doesn't want us being like, um, 
uh, be be uh, it wants us to be innocent like a dove, but shrewd like a serpent. To be wise about it, just to recognize I don't have to be nasty and I don't have to be hateful, but I can be wizened enough to know my enemy is surgical. So I'm in return going to be surgical about, I'm going to be precise in my praying. You know, that's what you think about surgical. I don't want a surgeon doing any kind of a procedure on me that's flippant. Yeah, I don't know. Let's just open her up, you know, and maybe we'll just do, let's take out this and yank that and yeah, whatever, you know, no big, no, that's not what we want. Surgical is important for a surgeon. Surgical is important enough that Satan is surgical in how he hits you on a daily basis, how he attacks you, how he comes at you. So you be surgical enough to be surgical when you pray. Take the word of God, apply it to your situation, pray it, and believe it, and expect that God is going to hear those prayers and answer them, that he is going to move and act in your life because you know the word of God and because you prayed. Okay, you be surgical in return. Don't just get taken for a ride. Fight back, I guess, is what, how you could describe this. And how do you fight back? Oh, like this, by knowing the Word of God, by believing the, God of, the Word of God and believing the God of the Word, and by praying with that same level of belief. If that means it's got to be a, a daring, out-of-your-comfort-zone kind of prayer, so be it. Do it. And then do it again tomorrow. Every day you'll level up and you will deny Satan the level of access to your life that he wants. It's your level or his level. What do you want to be? Let's do like, uh, let's make your level align with God's level. He wants to sanctify you and make you more like his son. Uh, you know what? Satan was defeated by the son. So let's keep remembering that, that we are not fighting and praying from a place of like, maybe I might win. Like, oh, I don't know. I hope I, oh, maybe. no, no, it's from victory. The victory has been procured and secured. When Jesus rose from the grave, man, I'm telling you what, Satan's a defeated foe. Keep that truth in mind. It's important when you pray to not um, to not ever forget that Jesus won the victory. That's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. You're putting his signature on your prayer, and you know that it can get done because you know what he already gone and did. And was it not amazing? Okay, um, I was rabbit trailing there about prayer, but hey, that's all right. That's okay. I'm thinking maybe you're not going to mind too much if I encourage you to pray more. And I know the Lord is not going to mind if I encourage his people, his children that he loves so much to pray and pray in belief and trust him and see him move on your behalf. I believe he wants to, and I believe he will. You know, um, God wants you to believe more. He really does. Satan wants you to believe less. God wants to lead you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to tell you this is the way. Walk in it. Satan wants to kind of keep your ears stopped up so you don't hear the Lord speaking to you. So you feel like, I don't know, that's uh, I'm confused. I don't know. Uh, wait, let me just grab my phone again and get distracted. You know, the Lord does not want you feeling left out. Like just you're just out there on your own trying to make decisions. He doesn't want you to feel that way, but Satan does. And Satan works at keeping you kind of boxed in so that you feel like you're on your own. And yeah, God's real, but man, he's not really going to help. That He is lying to you, and God is telling you the truth here. And the truth is, whether you turn to the right or the left, you're going to hear him telling you, go this way, go that way. This is it. This is the direction. And if it's God's direction, that's the best direction, right? That's the only way I want to go. 
And that doesn't mean perfectly easy. It doesn't mean easy street. It means it's the safest place for me to be because I'm in the center of God's will. It doesn't mean the easiest way. Safe does not necessarily equate ease. And we need to remember that because in our Americanized, Westernized culture, we really do think that safe equals ease. The safest place to be is where God wants me to be. The most dangerous place to be is anywhere outside of that, even one single step, one millimeter, one centimeter outside of where God wants me to be. So get in your lane, to coin a, coin a phrase, right, to, to just modernize the saying, get in your lane and stay in your lane. And your lane is wherever God says this is the way, walk in it. The deal is, guys, that what you build your life on matters. What you believe is what you build your life on. So what you believe, what you have faith in, that's what you're building your life on. That's your foundation, and it matters tremendously. It matters tremendously. It matters where you build your life, so it matters what you believe. It matters what your faith is in. It's either going to stop Satan's attacks and his access to you, his lies and his manipulation, or it's going to allow Satan's manipulation, lies, and attacks. It's one of the two. Let's go for the stop. You know, let's think about a football term here. You need got to get the stop here, boys. Got to get the stop. Yeah, you know what? Let's go for the stop. Let's get the stop. And we can get it every single time because God's word says we can. Whether you go, whether you turn, your ears will hear. Think about that. Whatever comes up, wherever you go, uh, whether you turn this way or that way, whatever whatever thing pops up and you're like, oh, I wasn't prepared for that. Yikes. In those moments, whatever choices are before you, whatever options or opportunities you have, you will, will, W-I-L-L, will, will means will, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Also think about that, the verbiage that God used here. You'll hear a voice behind you. He's He's like... He's got your back, my friend. He's got your back. He's there to tell you, go this way. Don't go that way. A little more to the right. Hard left here. Walk in it. Go that way. He has got, you are, you don't need to be turning around, first of all, and looking at what's back there, really. You know, that's not always a good thing to do. I think we all have been there, done that, or we all know people who, who live there and do that like all the time. And they look back and they've got regrets. And the regrets run their life. You know, I think it's um, Tony Evans. I've heard him say that you've got a big windshield and a little rearview mirror in your car. You don't have a huge rearview mirror and a tiny windshield. You don't look behind you when you're driving. That's a cool movie stunt. It's not reality. It's not real world daily life. Going backwards does not move you forward. Can we apply this to this verse? I've got a big, huge windshield to look out of as I go forward in front of me and a small rearview mirror to glance into occasionally, regularly to be a safe driver, but not all the time. Okay. Seriously, we need to keep this in mind. Let's move forward. Let's move forward and let the voice behind us, which is God, have our back. And, and we don't need to be like, oh, I got to make sure nobody can shoot me from behind. Look, he's going to have your back. He's going to have your back. If you are seeking him for direction, he will give it. But then he wants you to walk in it. Okay, he's going to say, this is the way, walk in it. You can count on it. Isaiah 30, 21 is our promise. You can, you can depend on this. So I want you to depend on this. 
I want you to believe this. I so fervently need you to understand how good your God is, how faithful your God is, and how what he has promised here is going to be true for you. He's got your back, and he's going to tell you what way to go, so long as you're willing to ask him and listen. And then, of course, there's the the last little bit of a dynamic to this. Walk in it. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. You know, Jesus, um, Jesus asked many times if the people he was speaking to, his listeners, if they had ears to hear, the people who had come out in droves, sometimes traveled very far on foot to hear him, they're there to listen, and yet he still says to them, do you have ears to hear? Let him who has ears to hear, hear. This is important. We need to be willing to hear. We need to listen, and we need to listen closely and carefully. We must listen so that we will obey. If I don't listen, I don't know what my instructions are, and I can't really fully obey. And that's somewhat dishonoring to the Lord. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, I checked out. I'm distracted on my phone. Okay, you know what? Figure out a way to get yourself to be able to pay attention while you study the Bible and while you pray and when you have your time of listening. Uh, for some people, they need to like wiggle their foot. I'm not kidding here. Wiggle your foot and then listen better. Some people have like silly putty, old school silly putty. You can hold it and you can squeeze it and kind of makes that popping sound and you can listen better. Some people doodle. You know, their their professor is given a lecture in class and they're doodling a little bit because that, otherwise they're so busy trying to focus on staying still and listening. Like all of their focus is going on the, make sure you're listening. Am I listening? And they know they're missing it. They've learned techniques to make it so that they get the wiggle out, the movement out, because that's how God makes some people just a little bit more active. If you need to doodle on the side of your prayer journal while you're sitting there waiting to hear, is the Lord going to say anything to me? Do it. Draw circles, right? How many of you remember those, um, maybe you had an aunt or a grandma and they would answer the phone, old school phone, maybe a rotary phone with that super long cord. And they would walk around winding the cord here and winding the cord there. But if you had told them, just stand still and don't move, they're not paying attention to the conversation. Or they're on the phone, but they're, they're drawing and doodling on a piece of paper. What about the kids in class that always were writing on their hands or something with ink? That could be a helpful tool for them in the actual listening process. So do what you need to do. Make up your mind that you're going to listen so that you can obey. Because if you miss part of the assignment instructions, you don't know what in the world to do and you don't feel like getting docked points because you just didn't quite listen even though you were trying to listen. Give yourself grace. So if you need to wiggle that foot, if you need to doodle on the side of your little Bible journal, who said that's a crime? If that helps you listen better, you know that's a good thing. It's not a crime. So don't let anybody tell you that that's wrong. It's not wrong. What's wrong is not figuring out a way to make sure that you listen with the intention and the heart to obey. Okay, this is the way. Walk in it. We need to be good listeners. And we need to listen with a heart that's willing to obey. Feet that rush to do what God wants them to do. We don't have like a, this is the way, yeah, you know, but you do you and uh, you know whatever you want to do, that's, that's fine. It doesn't say that. It says... This is the way. Walk in it. Listen. Listen to heed the Lord. H-E-E-D. To heed what he's telling you to do. And then listen to obey and just do it. Just do it. You know, get the spiritual wax out of 
your ears. Clean your ears. Listen and obey. If you ask God for direction, and then he answers with direction, as this verse promises, then go that direction. If you ask God for direction and he gives you that direction, then go that direction. God wants to be involved. He wants to give you help, insight, wisdom, favor. Is there any of that that you don't want? Do you, can you say about your life, I don't want God's wisdom. I don't want his help. I don't want his insight. I don't want his favor. I don't want his blessing. I don't want him involved in, in my life. If, if that's really how you feel, ooh, I'm going to challenge you to really think about, um, do you really know the Lord all that well? Do you want to know the Lord all that well? Are you in a, are you in a bad spot and you need to really uh, spend some time, get away and spend some time, open the Psalms and just start reading them and see how much he loves you, right? You may need to really go back to like a hard reset of like whether or not you know that you know that you know how much God loves you for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Think about that. John three sixteen. like I'm serious. If this, if you can, if you can't honestly say that you want God to be involved helping you, giving you insight, wisdom, clarity, favor, protection, blessing. Read the Psalms. I really do mean this. And just ask the Lord to show you how much he loves you. But if you do want God involved, giving you his insight and his help, his favor, his blessing, his wisdom, man, then look, this this verse makes that totally clear that that's God's will and it can be yours to receive. He wants to give it. You just have to do the receiving. So what do you want? Are you willing to receive from him his word saying this is the way walk in it? Like what's better than that kind of an ironclad guarantee that like you go this way. This is the way God wants you to go. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm telling you, if there's one thing I have learned over my 30 plus years of walking with the Lord, it's this. I really am safest going where God wants me to go, walking the direction he wants me to walk, doing what he wants me to do, anything outside of that. It's like, you know, Kenny Loggins into the danger zone, you know, now you're going to have that song in your head. You're welcome for that. Seriously, seriously, what do you want? What do you want? If you want this, you can have it, ask for it and then receive it and be willing to do whatever it is that God says to do that way that he says to walk in, just walk in it. Then tomorrow when you need some more help, do the same thing. Pray, receive, and then obey. That simple can be really complicated because we overcomplicate things or you can just say it's actually that simple. Yeah. And if you don't think it's that simple, then I double dog dare you to give this a try. It's a challenge, I guess, or homework, whatever you want to call it. Try it. See if it can't be that simple for you today. Ask him. Listen, believe it, receive it, and do it. Ask him whatever he says, do that. Just see if it's not that simple. I'm pretty sure it's going to be actually that simple. Okay, I am going to wrap up for today. Um, but I just want to remind you that, you know, life is short. Life is too short and too hard for you to miss out on what God wants for you. Life is too short and too difficult for you to be even one single step outside of God's will. If you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, this is 
your promise. This is for you. You don't need to live one more second of your life doing anything that God does not want you doing. Walking even one little tiny fraction of a centimeter off of the path of the direction that God has for you. Seriously, this is what God wants for you. I keep saying seriously because I'm feeling pretty serious about this today. Uh, This is what God wants for you. I want you to want what God wants for you. What he's offering you today is the opposite of missing out on God's will for your life. It's, It's February of 2023 now. New Year's resolutions, a lot of them have just come down, you know, and had shot down in flames. You know, that came crashing down. That's over. That's not happening. Today is a really great day to decide that for the rest of this year and the rest of your life, you're going to take God up on what he's offering and live smack dab in the center of his will. You're going to take the time to ask him. You're going to take the time to listen. And then you're going to be sure to obey him. When he says this is the way, walk in it nobody's going to drag you off that path. God said, God said, God said, I do, I do, I do what God said, what God said, what God said. And then you will be, you will be, you will be blessed and highly favored. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. Don't, don't mess around with the missteps. Ask, listen, and obey. He's going to keep his promise. He's going to keep his promise. You can walk in that. Alrighty, I'm going to put a link to a prayer journal I created for parents. It's available on Amazon, a 60-day prayer journal. It has a verse, a prayer prompt, a sample prayer, a place to write your prayers, a place to write the the answers. Um, and each day is kind of a, it's a topical type of thing, just some, uh, I wouldn't say basic, I would say 60 days worth of things that we need to be praying over our children. Doesn't matter if you are expecting or all the way up to like you have a, say you've got a kid who's several decades old. They are a grown person with kids of their own. You can pray this over them. You can probably pray this over your grandchildren, as a matter of fact. I mean, I'm a, I'm a grandma now, and um, I have my little, my little nickname that I'm, I'm working on, that little guy getting him to call me by my nickname. I'm not going to tell you what it is today. I'm, like, you know, I'm going to let you think about it. In fact, if you want to reach out to me and give me your guesses on what you think my grandma name is going to be, hopefully, we'll see. He may not go along with this, but... Uh, pretty much his 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 mama and his dad they're on board with with this his uh his grandpa my husband is on board with this his aunts and uncles on you know his mama's siblings my other kids they're on board with this so he may he may end up calling me this just a matter of if he can pronounce it when he starts talking so if you can guess um yeah I'm just gonna do this is spontaneous I hadn't planned this I'm gonna do a giveaway um, how about two books? One of them will be that prayer journal I just mentioned, and the other one will be a, a print copy of my 2023 uh, prayer planner, which I, I, like I said earlier, I, it's February, but you can still pray about this year and dedicate it to the Lord. And the prayer planner is just like, um, it has a verse, just some commentary on the verse, a prayer I've written out, and then some room in there for you to just sit with the Lord and listen. What, what is he leading you to do this year? What prayers is he calling you to pray? And I promise you, they're not going to be tiny prayers. They won't be like, oh, Lord, bless this food to do good to my body. Though He's going to, if you ask God, what does he want you to pray? It's going to be a lot bigger, bolder, more daring than that, right? Because that honors the Lord. Okay, so uh, giveaway. If you will leave a comment or reach out to me any way, shape, or form, you can email me at J-A-N-L 
B-U-R-T at Outlook.com. You can, um, I'll mention this, I'll probably just send out an email to my email list too. You can sign up for my email at my website. It's my name, Jan, middle initial L, Bert.com. I'm going to give away those books to, um, I'll just do one, one winner gets both books. So I'll do a randomizer, draw a name, and let's see if anybody gets it right. Um, because if you get it right, I'm going to be impressed what my grandma name will hopefully be. And I want to pray over you before I jump off here today. Father, for each listener today, would you speak to them in a way that they clearly can hear and know that it's you? Whatever decision they need to make, whatever direction they need in their life, would you right now today be a voice behind them that they hear in their ears telling them, this is the way, walk in it. And then would you bless them with the wisdom the knowledge, the insight, the clarity, the boldness, the bravery, the strength, the healing, the financial provision, whatever it is that they might need. Would you bless them with everything that they will need to follow you and your will, to walk in the way that you've told them to go, whether they turn to the right or the left, may they hear your voice behind them speaking to them. And Jesus, as it said in John, in the the book of John, you are the good shepherd. You know your sheep and your sheep know you. They know your voice and the voice of another. They absolutely will not follow. They know the one who's the gate that that is uh, makes a way for them to go in and out and find safe pasture and to prosper. That's your word, Lord. And the other one, they don't recognize him because he comes in over the wall of the sheep gate. And his intention toward them is nothing good. It's nefarious. In Jesus' name, the nefarious one is bound from his access to their life in the name of Jesus. And may they be so blessed as they step out in faith, maybe bigger, braver than they've ever prayed before to pray a prayer based on Isaiah 30 verse 21. May they pray it today and hear you speaking to them and remind them, show them that you have their back and that when they're walking in the way that you send them, they will never be safer and never be more protected. And also encourage them that protection and safety is not the same as an easy life. An easy life doesn't make you strong anymore that that boats and harbors make seas and sailors. Thank you, Lord, for the work you're doing in our life. Bless us and bless each one listening today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, I'm going to put that link in the comments and I will um, put at the very top of the show notes, I will put my website to jump on my email list and then also... Um, just find a way, leave a comment, let me know somehow, find me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and let me know what your guess is about my grandma name. And over the next few weeks, you know, whenever pretty much it seems like I don't have any more guesses coming in, I'll just go ahead and pick a winner. Um, But however you contact me, I need it to be in a way that I can reply to you. So Facebook Messenger, Instagram, DM me might be the best way. It's just just my name at Jan L. Burt. Because I want to make sure I can let you know if you win the book and a comment on a podcast platform, I may not be able to find you to let you know you won later on. So make sure I can, I can get you your stuff if you're a winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right, Lord bless you. I will see you back here next time. And uh, God be with you. God be with you. That's my final send off prayer. All right. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.
I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.